Hello friends, welcome back. Yes, welcome back once again to the board game interview room. As you know, this is a podcast in which we talk to somebody within the board game industry and we interview them about their game of games. I am Paco Garcia, your host, and with me I have a rather experienced and um, pretty decent, I have to say, designer with me which is really exciting because we've been trying for a long time to get together and life has got in the way um phil dubarry welcome how are you sir hey you're doing great thanks for having me on it's it's an absolute pleasure and, and it's a long overdue pleasure because it's um we've been trying for a long time now to get ourselves <laughs> organized yeah it's crazy yes yes it is you have surprisingly enough a kickstarter project <laughs> you know, you, you are very original like that, having a Kickstarter yeah. project, you're unique. Um, and you have a, a Kickstarter project that is actually pretty interesting. Uh, it's a game called um, Skyway Robbery. And um, it's, it's a steampunk game that does a lot of things. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this game. But before we jump into that, um, when I said earlier that you are experienced on and pretty decent designer I really was not exaggerating at all you have been in the industry for a while and you have a few games already published uh, for those people who are not familiar with your name t t tell us a little bit about you where do you come from well I um, I live in Cincinnati Ohio and um, I've been designing games I guess uh, like maybe professionally or so um, since about 2007 I guess that's when I made revolution and um, I guess if you don't know that story, I made I, I made Revolution's the first game that I made that other people actually wanted to play. My family would play it with me, and they actually asked to play it again and again. And I thought, well, this is this is crazy. And so I made them. I made up some copies my own self, just by hand, and sold them on the internet. And uh, Phil Reed from Steve Jackson Games bought one and called me up and said they want to make my game. And wow. I didn't exactly even know who all those people were or what that was going to mean, but. But from there, um, I, uh, I've made several games since and with other different companies, and uh, it's been quite an adventure. Yes, uh, and um, you've come from, from company to company because you, you are also the, um, I was going to say guilty, but I'm just going to say responsible for, <laughs> for two pretty good games that have done very well for Alderac. You, you work in Courtier and Canalis, part of the Tempest sure. Sure, series. Sure. How did that come along? Yeah, that was kind of one of those... Uh, moments too i guess uh, i they were uh, i was i was pitching my game called henry the great it was about uh, this these uh, henry of spain or henry of france from the, like the 1600s and there's all kinds of court intrigue and all kinds of characters on the board and stuff and i'm showing this to them and um, they start talking about it they like the game and um, then they they start talking about this thing called tempest which nobody heard of before and uh, they said, this is going to be perfect for that. So I didn't know exactly what all that was going to mean, but um, it, it turned out to uh, fit actually pretty well with all the uh, the art and everything that they'd already figured out and the story, and they didn't even have to change the game that much. So that was pretty cool, and so that was Cordier. And then uh, Canalis, I thought, well, you know, I could probably do another one of these. And uh, I, had, I had another design kind of sitting around that hadn't quite gotten to where I wanted it to be, so I, I turned that into a uh, Tempest game as well. How, how did you find the experience of actually going from being uh, an amateur, yes, doing games because you like it, to actually having to do games that people have a lot of expectations on? 
Well, it's it's very interesting. It's it's thrilling and it's uh, scary and it's you know sometimes it's it's fantastic when people uh, you know say nice things about your game and it's somewhat devastating when people say bad things about your games <laughs> and you just have to learn to kind of roll with it and try to smile the whole time and um, but uh, it's it's been fun meeting all the different people in the industry and and everybody and uh, it's it's been neat. Uh, and what would you say has been the biggest or, or how or most interesting lesson that you have learned uh, upon becoming a professional? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I think maybe maybe it has something to do with uh, expectations. You know, you have you have these grand dreams of what you want something to be, and uh, and then it's just so hard for that that dream to get carried through all the different steps. And there's so many ways that it can get derailed or changed or. Uh, watered down and and um, just to to take something and get it all the way to the end and have it you know somewhat like you wanted it to be, I found that that's very very difficult and I have kind of a new respect for you know those games like Ticket to Ride and and games that that just you know when you play them you think well you know this seems like such a simple game but what happened was everything came together perfectly and that just doesn't happen very often and and that I definitely more appreciative of things like that and from your point of view what do you look for when you are designing your games what do you think make them special well i think one of my favorite things about games is uh, and you can kind of see this in a lot of my designs i like the the feeling of controlled chaos and i like sort of uh, manipulating things behind the scenes i think that's kind of it sort of fits with my personality i'm, I'm kind of quiet and i I don't really say too much usually in big groups, but I, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm standing toward sort of towards the side and I'm observing things and thinking about things and maybe uh, you know getting something you know together on the side and and then all of a sudden it, you know it happens and you pull something off and you know it's sort of like magic almost and and I I like games that that kind of give me that feeling. That sounds pretty decent, and you have turned that feeling into. Skyway Robbery. Tell, tell us about that game because it looks, and we're going to go into all of that in a minute, but it looks absolutely gorgeous. What's well, Sky you. Robbery all about? Well, Skyway Robbery is, uh, it used to be called uh, The Bank Job, and it's a, um, it's a heist game. So it's steampunk, but it's mainly about um, sort of like Ocean's Eleven where you're putting together your crew of criminals and they all have kind of special different talents and you have to get just the right mix of them to go and steal certain um, artifacts and items and different loot from different places. And be because we've, uh, because we've <laughs> gone into uh, a steampunk, we've been able to kind of... Uh, you have to go upstairs. So you have to... Uh, because we've gone into steampunk, we've been able to expand the, uh, the scope of the story and the theme and, and make it very expansive. And there's like lots of different places you can go and lots of different people you can meet, fantastic sort of devices and defenses and all kinds of things. And so it's just, it, um, you know, it just sort of assaults your, your senses, taking it all in and looking at it. And uh, but I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun for for people. I mean, so far the prototype and the people who've taken a look at it, it's they're talking very very highly about it, um, which is always a very good sign because I believe the rules are still not finished. 
Well, not exactly finished, but I'd say they're 99% finished. They're not really like laid out pretty or anything like that, but, but the game is pretty much finished. Uh, um, so you can, you can actually read the rules on our uh, Kickstarter page. And people are still enjoying it. I mean, what I, what I want to, to come to is that even though there's still room for a little bit of tweaking and uh, people well, can come still with a little bit of feedback on them, but the game is already very, very solid and people are already enjoying it. Sure, sure, I understand. Um, now, how does it play? Uh, because the uh, I'm taking a look at the Board Game Geek, uh, where people, by the way, listeners, is already sitting there, so you can find a lot of information about the game uh, there and then, including some some feedback from people, etc. But it says that it's, it's a deck and pool building, hand management, set collection, uh, variable face order, uh, variable player powers. It seems to be packing a lot. How complex is it? Well, it sort of seems a little more difficult or more complicated than that it is. Essentially, it is um, once you once you get into it and and uh, and figure out what all the symbols are and everything. It's, it's really what you do on a turn is you've got seven action cards and you're going to program three of them every turn. So you're just going to put down three action cards face down in, on your board and then one at a time those are going to get revealed and resolved. And that's really how the turns go. And so you can do things like, uh, you know, do some of the illegal action and get all your people together and go and steal something or you can bust somebody out of jail or you can... You can, there's one of them that's just pickpocket. You just get $2. That's pretty easy to understand. And then there's one called uh, Anonymous Tip, which lets you actually call the police on other people so that later on in the turn, if they try to go and do something illegal, they get an alarm dice, which makes it a little bit more difficult for them to uh, complete that. And you get some points for that, too. Really, the, the, the idea of the whole game is to get the best reputation as a criminal. And you can backstab your friends. Sure, absolutely. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I like those other games a lot. Uh, the the look of the game, um, as I was saying earlier, is absolutely lovely. Uh, one only has to take a look at the cover, and it is super, super gorgeous. But there is a huge amount of artwork inside the game. This is, production-wise, th there is a lot packed in this box. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a staggering how much art there was for this game. If you look down at the bottom of the Kickstarter page, I mean, there's kind of a who's who of, uh, you know, illustrators and artists. I mean, there, we had a whole team of people working on this. And uh, uh, we had, I mean, Jackie Davis did a lot. She's pretty well known. And Kelly McClellan did a lot of it. And, and then we brought in some other people later on to kind of, this, there was just so much to do. And yet uh, Dan May sort of was in charge of organizing everybody and, um, making sure that everybody was kind of staying within a certain uh, style. And I, th I feel like we achieved that. I feel like even though we had so many different artists, I think everything sort of fits together pretty well. And, you can, you, and it kind of shares a, a similar personality or a similar vibe. And so I, I, I couldn't be happier with it. And, and I think that is a really impressive thing to have achieved. Because one of the, one of the questions that I was going to ask you is considering how many different uh, artists with different styles you have how were you going to make sure that the whole art direction was going to be cohesive and something wasn't going to really stand out as you know like a sore thumb right, um, sure. but it, it seems that you've managed to do a, a pretty good job with with the artist in that front yeah and uh, 
we, we had this big forum set up and I was able to be involved in that process as well. And so, you know, we could go in and say, well, we need this change or this, maybe we could do it this way. And we had a lot of background story that we were all working from and we had kind of this whole mythology sort of built up back behind the scenes. And uh, we may eventually, you know, release a little bit of fiction here and there. We've got some writers involved and um, it's just kind of a massive thing that uh, it sort of inspired everybody and helped us all be on the same page. In terms of um, being in Kickstarter, I know this may be a difficult question to answer, but considering that you have worked for big companies in the past, why are you on Kickstarter? Why aren't you working again for AG or Steve Jackson or doing something <laughs> for, for a bigger publisher? Well, this is actually a, uh, a Game Salute project, and um, you can see that on Board Game Geek and all. Um, but, you, you know, we've seen this with other publishers, too, that, that uh, you know, not everybody has, you know, that much money just laying around. Even big publishers mm. don't. And, um, and so this has been one way for people to, um, to, to get games made that may not normally have gotten made or that may have had to wait much longer. And uh, so it's just a, it's a good opportunity. It's a good tool. And uh, we feel like that this is a good good fit for a Kickstarter. Oh, definitely so. I mean, I, I think um, I agree with you. I understand that companies always have uh, what, what they need in order to back a, a, a game like this. And Kickstarter is just absolutely perfect. It, 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 but I have to admit, it does surprise me because considering your... Um, your kudos, you know, your experience and the quality of the games that you have received in the past. I mean, I don't know what all the publishers are thinking, but I would be <laughs> mad to refuse you. Um, but hey ho, that's uh, I guess, I guess that's, that's how it goes. Now, um, Sky Robbery, uh, Sky, sorry, I keep saying that. Listen, <laughs> I do apologize. Skyway Robbery. Um, it still has, uh, the time of recording this interview, uh, 27 days to go. Sure. Um, you're asking for $32,000. Um, why do you need that much? Because I know that people sometimes, they get all snarky about what are you going to do with the money. <laughs> How is that money going to be spent? Well, it's it's very uh, straightforward, actually. And I, I uh, designers don't usually get to see kind of the background numbers, but uh, I, I've seen some of them. And... Um, and based on you know what we need to actually print the game and and all of that and cover shipping and and that sort of thing um it comes out to pretty much that that number <laughs> and so that's why it's why it's that number so the, 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 it dies basically going to cover the costs that's it well that sounds i mean considering how much material there is in that box i sure i can very easily believe that um, one question I'm very curious about, why steampunk? <laughs> well, we decided to go uh, steampunk uh, about um, oh, two or three years ago, I guess, at this point. It's been kind of a long time in, pro in development, and back then it seemed a lot cooler. I suppose it seems kind of old hat now, but um, so we thought that would be kind of a cool, neat thing to do. But now everybody else says steampunk, so it's not, but... Uh, <laughs> That's another lesson I've learned, you know, anything that you think is cool, it will not be by the time it gets published. But um, but really that's worked in our favor and it's allowed us, as I said before, to, to make the game a little bit more expansive and the theme come, come, come across a little bit more vibrantly. 
and it's still pretty cool. Steampunk is still very cool. Sure, sure. Now, At least it's not zombies, right? True. Uh, even yeah. though I do love zombies, but I think we've had plenty of them. I think we need something new, something different. Uh, you know, for zombies. Blech. Um, the question is, though, what or how have you made the rules to actually fit the theme of steampunk? So it doesn't feel like it's a, it's a pasted thing on top of a set of rules. Well, I think... Uh... It's it is steampunk, but I think really at the heart of it, it's more of that that heist game, and that's sort of the driving theme to it. So it's like we've got we've got um, steampunk, but the direction is is the heist theme, and um, so I don't know as far as uh, and as far as the the in the game, you're going to different locations. And that's I, Steampunk did let us do that. Whereas uh, in the bank job game that I, where I originally made it, you know, you're just there's this one bank that you keep robbing over and over again, and it's kind of absurd, you know, that they have such bad security. Or, but uh, this way, you're going to lots of different places, and it's a little bit more exciting. And uh, so you're, there's actually ten different locations you can go to, but you only use five per game. So there's a little bit of variability built into that as well. Hmm. Uh, the usual question that I also have to ask you is, let, let's assume um, that we have two case scenarios. One, the game gets funded uh, and, and therefore it goes into production and it gets delivered when it gets delivered. What happens after that? Do you have uh, plans for Skyway robbery um, expansions or um, what happens to this? Or are you going to move to a different game? Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I would hope that it would be successful. And if that happens, I do have some ideas for maybe expanding it a little bit. I'm sure in a year or two, you know, I'll have had time to think of some, some extra cards and, and all that. We actually do have a few extra cards that we haven't told anybody about that are going to be in the box. And we're just going to, that's just going to kind of be a surprise for everybody uh, since we're not doing any stretch goals. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got some, some ideas of that. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, you know, super lot more material, but you never know. Exactly, the inspiration may hit you, uh, and obviously, I also have to ask you. You know, the 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 unpleasant one: what happens if this doesn't fund? What's going to happen <laughs> to this game? Well, uh, as you can read on the bottom of the Kickstarter page, if this doesn't fund, then they are not making this game, and they're going to chop up the art and sell it to maybe other games, or I don't know what they're going to do with it, but um, if. As far as I'm concerned, I guess what I'm going to do is maybe try to, I don't know, talk some other publisher into buying all the art and everything and trying to make it again. But who knows how many years that would take and what kind of fast talking that would take. And, I, you know, who knows what would happen then. They may be years before we see this game, if we ever do. That doesn't sound good enough. So, listeners, you, you have to back <laughs> this, please, because this thing really deserves to be... I nearly destroyed my desk. Sorry. Um, listen, as you really have to make this happen, so please do do back this game because it, it really, I mean, seriously, it, it does look absolutely lovely. Very, very lovely indeed. And actually, what happens to you after this Kickstarter? Do you have another game already in mind that, that you're going to work on? Or are you just going to take a rest after the, oh, the no, stress I, of going through a Kickstarter? <laughs> yeah, I wish I could. Well, we just... Actually, we have another. I have another Kickstarter going right now called uh, Fidelitas. Have uh, you heard of that one? I have not, but you know, I'm gonna make a search for it, and we are gonna talk about that now. So well. we, we've got another uh, 
maybe day or two days left on that. And I did that game with Jason Kotarski mm -hmm. and that game's doing very well. Uh, we're nearly at $30,000 with that game. And, uh, that's a card game. And, um, so there's still a couple of days on that. So then I've gone right into the Skyway Robbery campaign. And in a month or two, I'm going into another campaign with a game called Spirits of the Rice Paddy. That would be with Ape Games. And that's more of a Euro game that's about growing rice and uh, with the help of the spirit world. And there's some all kinds of uh, extra different powers you can do and some pretty unique uh, mechanisms in that one. So I'm looking forward to that and a few more games on the horizon after that. So. I've definitely been uh, staying busy. How do you sleep at night? Because, I mean, <laughs> I've had one Kickstarter and it was very, very, I was very anxious all the time because I didn't know what was happening when I was looking at it. How do you manage? I have to tell you, last night I didn't sleep very much, but uh, so I just got up and started designing another game. And <laughs> that's, that's how I kind of got through it. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Um, Philip, thank you so much for, for being with me today. I really sincerely hope that Skyway Robbery is going to succeed a lot no, because you. the amount of effort you've put into it, it really is staggering. <laughs> yeah, we've been working on it since 2010. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of hopes riding on it. I hope that it, it works out. Yes, it definitely should indeed. Um, so, listeners, now, now you know what to do. Get your credit card. If you don't have a Kickstarter account, open it now. Uh, and just look for Skyway Robbery and take a look at the page because this is going to be very well worth it. Phil, thank you so much for being with me All today. Right. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. There you go. Interview over. How how do you All feel right. that went? Very good. Very good. Except for when my kid went through it. <laughs> but I think that's so cute when that happens. I absolutely love <laughs> it. When people have children around and, and they come along. I, I sincerely, I really think that it um, it adds an element of humanity to the people behind <laughs> the interviews. I love it. I, that is fantastic. I think yeah. who, who, usually who? I do these things when they're all put to bed, but because of the time difference, I know it has to be kind of like. Uh, but it's it's fine. Yeah, I don't, it's it's cool. I can't remember who was it. I think it was my oh um Laurie and Green the first time we interviewed her. Yeah. Um, I think her son uh, or her daughter. I can't remember which one of the two came up. Uh, and, and we ended up interviewing the child uh, and, and asking them, so what does mommy do all day when you're with her? She plays games. It was fantastic, brilliant. So no, I, I love doing that sort of thing. I love it when the children are around. Uh, we, we, should, we should hear more from kids. One of, one of my daughters actually is a game designer. She did a game called Tiger Stripes uh, last March. <laughs> and that, that was on Kickstarter as well. Really? And, yeah, that was, was another Game Salute game. But it, um, but we did fun, just barely, but we did. And so that, that'll be out uh, in a couple of months. Excellent. That, is, that really is absolutely brilliant. She has it in the <laughs> blood, in the genes. Brilliant. Uh, right, in that case, you have the kids. I love you and leave you. Uh, let you know as soon as this is out, which will be about this time next week. Okay. Uh, if I can help, if I can manage to do it sooner, I'll, I'll try. But I have about three other podcasts to edit between now and Tuesday. Cool. Um, so I'll, I'll be as quick as I can. And, and as soon <laughs> as it's out, I'll let you know. Yeah. No, that's cool. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Anytime. And by all means, do not let uh, life get in the way. If I don't reply to emails or if, if, if you don't hear from me, just send me a reminder because I get okay. um, crazy busy and forget yeah. and I do not want to forget about you. So so please okay. do let me know. All right. Well, thank you. My pleasure entirely. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.